Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea, named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. She gets too hungry for dinner at eight. She likes the theater and never comes late. She never bothers That was Frank Sinatra with The Lady Is A Tramp. Lovely way to start the programme today. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss here on Jazz FM. Thank you very much for joining. Jazz Shapers, the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, we bring someone who's shaping the world of business. Our shaper today is someone with a little bit of a twist. It's actually Richard Robinson, and Richard Robinson is the CEO of Help Musicians UK. Help Musicians UK is a brilliant organisation which, as the, as the title would imply, helps musicians um, all in all sorts of ways. You're going to be hearing lots from Richard, our leader today, who we are talking to. In addition to hearing from Richard, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business coming up there. And as well as all of that, of course, we've got some great music from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and soul, including Louis Armstrong, Gregory Porter, Madeline Peru, and this from Dee Dee Bridgewater. That was Dee Dee Bridgewater with Whooping Blues. Richard Robinson's my business shape today, CEO of Help Musicians UK. And rather than going on and lamely explaining what they do, I'm going to ask you, the man here, Richard, thank you so much for joining me. What do Help Musicians UK do? Well, Help Musicians UK is the largest independent music charity. Um, And we've been around for almost 100 years now, 96 years in total. And our role really primarily is to help musicians at a time of crisis. Uh, through our health and welfare team but actually it's a lot more than that now you know we've been campaigning significantly in all areas of the music industry and we have a fantastic creative program where we try to support people through their careers as well as through their lives so it's a it's one of those charities where um you can be really passionate about because it's it's it really is making a difference to people's lives and how many people work in the organization at the moment just under 50 about 48 uh we're in london belfast and glasgow uh, and in terms of the, some of the programmes, just give me a sense of the sorts of things that you that, that you do to offer help to musicians. It's right the way from um, supporting musicians who perhaps have have, have had have uh, hit a crisis, so they might have had a, a mental health issue, which is something very big for us at the moment. We're working on the the world's first twenty four seven mental health line, mental health service. Um, it might be a musician who is is looking for their first start, like an ins- inspiring young musician, where we might give them a bursary, and that could be jazz, classical, contemporary, indie, alternative, you name it. Um, or it could be as simple as um, working with young singers, or, or not even young singers, a, a, aspiring singers in, in musical theatre. It's, it's actually every genre and every way we can help them, we will. Mm. And tell me, how long have you been doing this for? When did you take over? I've only been with Help Musicians since uh, September 2015, um, and um, it's a very different charity now over the last two years, very different organisation. It was the Musicians Benevolent Fund for a long, long time, and a colleague of mine, Christine Brown, she rebranded the charity as Help Musicians in 2014, 
Um, and since then, really, we've, we've developed this real campaigning thrust, fundraising charity now rather than just a charity that gives out money. And uh, we're trying to be right in the thick of the music industry. So it's a, it's like taking, trying to take, um, trying to teach an old dog very new tricks. Stay with me to find out whether the old dog has indeed been taught some new tricks with my business shapes. That's Richard Robinson, CEO of Help Musicians UK. Time for some music. This is either Louis or Lewis, depending on your flavour for the day. Armstrong, that is, and that old feeling. I saw you last night. And got that old feeling When you came inside I got that old feeling The inimitable sound of Louis Armstrong with that old feeling. Richard Robinson is my business shape today, CEO of Help Musicians UK. If you were listening earlier, you would have heard Richard talking a little bit about what they do, what the focus of it is. You arrived, as you said, just over two years ago. Tell me a little bit about how you have um, become a person who's now in the, you know, the charity leadership world, because you started as a journalist, I believe, and you've done various things. And I always find it interesting how people find their way. You're obviously in a, in a place you want to be, but just give me a little bit of background about you. Of course. Um, so I'd always wanted to be a journalist, really. Um, I, I've always enjoyed words, creating narrative. Um, and uh, I even in my earliest career sort of delving into my career at the at the youngest possible time I saw myself as a, a patch journalist for a, for a local newspaper um, I think what happened steadily happened really was that that I I began to have um, lots of to be quite ambitious in what I wanted to do and there was a couple of big stories I did as a cub reporter that that caught the imagination of, of editors of other newspapers so I found myself going from uh, a patch journalist in Hampshire and and uh, over in the Dorset border, work, then working on um, national newspapers in the uh, on a Sunday or in the evening, as a as a freelancer primarily. But the real moment of of sort of hallelujah moment for me was was um, I got a job working as a press officer for a local authority. Uh, they didn't have anybody uh, within there that had any idea of of fundraising or how you made the leap from PR to fundraising. And I said, well, I'll do it. I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, and uh, from there, I developed this, these skills, which which transferred me from being this this completely editorial based individual to to looking into fundraising, looking at how you create revenue and how you create a brand, how you create a profile, and that sparked a lot of interest. And really, that journey has led me on a. It's been really interesting, really thinking back at it. It's, it's led me to India. It's led me to to working for an air ambulance in in Norfolk, which I loved, absolutely loved. Um, and uh, working at the Olympic Park during the Olympic Games in 2012 in Stratford, which I suppose really was where I got my big break as being a chief executive. Mm. Uh, and when you did get your big break as being a chief executive, just briefly, we'll come back to this, what were the two or three things that hit you initially as challenging? I suppose that the main thing for me was I'm not a numbers man. I am words, and you need a different side of your brain to look at figures. So it showed me how a, a good chief executive relies on the good people around them to help them make the right decisions. So I made sure that I was always very close to the, the, the treasurer and the, the uh, director of finance uh, so we could create the right budgets. And the, uh, Because I've, I've never been an individual that is a, afraid of taking a risk, but I need to mitigate that risk with strong financial acumen. 
Stay with me for much more from my business show. That's Richard Robinson, CEO of Help Musicians UK. Latest travel coming up. Um, but before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. My name's Sharon Tan. I'm a partner in the employment team at Mishcon Dorea. One of the questions that I'm asked by clients most frequently is, how do I deal with somebody who is underperforming? It's a very difficult thing, actually, this, to get right, and it crops up very frequently in practice. And the reason it's difficult to get right is that it's very difficult often for people to acknowledge that they aren't performing. We all find it very, a very difficult thing to admit, even to ourselves. And, of course it's very important to make sure that you handle things in a legally compliant manner whenever you are dealing with these issues. But I think it's as important to bear in mind that you are dealing with a human being because in practical terms, what I have seen is that people are much more likely to sue, litigation is more likely to materialise and unhappiness on all fronts is likely to result if people feel that they haven't been treated fairly properly and appropriately in the circumstances. So the two really go hand in hand and I think that is critical as a point to bear in mind whenever you are managing somebody who you don't think is coming up to scratch. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday I meet someone who's shaping the world of business, doing something fantastic. Um, if you'd like to hear any of those fantastic people, put in the words Jazz and Shapers to iTunes. You can hear lots of them there. Or go to citym.com. That's another destination for you. Right here, though, today here on Jazz FM, Richard Robinson is my business shaper. He's the CEO of Help Musicians UK, and he's been talking about his various leadership roles and the transition he made from the world of words to the world of business, in a way, or the business of running an organisation, and, and then specifically the importance of numbers and Richard earlier we were talking about how you had to learn the art of reading a balance sheet the art of understanding the numbers and becoming close to a treasurer what were the other specific challenges of going to that leadership role what about people management I imagine suddenly you know you're a journalist you look after one person that's you well I don't think so I think it's I think it's broader than that i I always describe my style as management of management of, of still like being in a newsroom you know, I like the hubbub and the, the busyness of, of, of deadlines and I like to have a team around me where um, I like energy. And, and yes, you do need to to alter your management style when you're running what is, in effect, a, a large business. A charity these days is a large business. But the, I still like that newsroom attitude, you know, the, the, the quick deadlines. And I think that's why the pace of change at Help Musicians has been so quick over the last two years it's it's been about making us fit for purpose and that's been that's been really interesting and i think that's a lot to do with my journalistic background and that energy that comes from that you talked about also running the legacy list um the, in 2012 the over, through the olympics and, and and all of that um and that point about having to manage things outside of your control and obviously the olympics were a phenomenal success in the uk and a brilliant you know almost now looking at where we are in the world possibly a bit of a high point that we might look back on for all sorts of reasons when culture and economics and politics aren't going so well for you around what do you do as the ceo of an organization to manage that because you're affected by people's ability to to fundraise you're affected by the way that people perceive um, other challenges in the world how have you dealt with that that's a really good question um, I think the job of the legacy list was to to look at regeneration. And I think fundraising is always easier if you can connect it to something that is um, 
tangible to someone's lives. So in East London, for example, the legacy list was very strong in changing the lives and regenerating, using culture and art as a as a trigger to regenerate. And I think the same is true in some of the other careers I've had. If, if you can link your fundraising ask um, directly to you know, tangible change, um, then you're onto a winner. The only issue is is where that becomes niche. And I think one of the challenges that we're facing at, at Help Musicians is to, 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 to for people to understand how important music is to people's lives. It's not just about supporting people playing music, it's about the whole ecosystem. And that was the same at the Olympics too. Stay with me for much more insight if you are in the fundraising world and you just got a bit of a gem, um, insight into the way that Richard Robinson has built um, his career and more importantly to him probably and to everyone else, the organisations that he's been leading. Time for some more music right now. This is Gregory Porter with Moving. I feel just like a kite But one without a string One that is floating around Tomorrow will bring I feel just like a bird But one without a home That was Gregory Porter with Moving. I'm talking to Richard Robinson today, CEO of Help Musicians UK. And previously he was involved in the Legacy List, which was part of the um, the whole Olympic charity around regeneration. Um, your own personal style, Richard, you talked about the newsroom. It... it, it, it it strikes me that you, I imagine you're a pretty balanced guy um, and that you are fair. Where do you think that fair-mindedness has come from? And I'm putting words in your mouth, but this is just my, my instincts here. Where is my fair-mindedness come from? Is it from? true? Firstly, is that true? Yeah, I think it is. But I, I look, this is incredibly sort of um, cliched, but I mean, I never expected to be a chief executive in a million years. Um, I, I had a fantastic um, chief exec at the Olympic Park called Sarah Weir, um, who... Um, had decided the time was the time was right for her to move on, and she took me to one side and said, "Well, I think you can do this." Um, and I, I'm so happy in words, I'm so happy creating narrative uh, and fundraising and fundraising campaigns that the idea of running something as significant as the Olympic Park charity never occurred to me. So, for me, I think being balanced and fair-minded comes from wanting other people to have the same opportunities that I've had. Um, over a relatively short period of time and wanted to see people grow and develop. And I say a lot at work that, that you know, when we're, we're not here for everything to be a success. You know, we, I want people to, 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 to feel as if they can take risks uh, and learn from that situation. Um, and, um, and, and that's sort of always been my raison d'etre. In terms of your own personal um, stuff, you um, not not every some people may know this, but you are um, challenged when it comes to hearing. Yeah, um, I believe you have sixteen percent hearing in one ear. That's right. Your left ear, right my right ear, ear. your right ear. Yeah. Just be specific here, though. We'll get it right. It's fine. Um, that I imagine, uh, you know, when you're younger, I'm sure all sorts of horrible stuff was was said and all that, and the usual things that kids do. What does that mean for you in terms of in terms of the way that you view um, ability and, uh, and the way you view challenges to people's ability, whether that's physical or mental? Because I don't think to me it's a coincidence that you are fighting for other people. That's a really good point. I've never really thought of that before. Um... It has been a, a struggle, I admit. Trying to be in large meetings, big events, when there's that hubbub around you is, is always a struggle, especially when you've got very, very poor hearing. Um, so, uh, and people 
people who know me will know that I lip read. You know, it's, it's one of my skills, and it is a real skill as well. Um, because um, if, if you're in a glass office like I've got, then you can see what everybody's saying, <laughs> which I love. Um, not that I'm stalky, but no, I like that. Not. No, I won't but tell anyone. The, the um, I think I worked for a charity for a little while called Lepra. Um, and they do fantastic work in India um, and in Africa um, uh, as well, in Bangladesh as well. And you saw the challenges that people face there. Um, and it puts my own small challenge into perspective. You know, I saw people there with some terrible diseases, uh, challenges like leprosy and, um, uh, and something called lymphatic filariasis, which is um, more commonly known over here as elephantitis. And, and that's still very relevant in India. And, and um, I learned more in that period of time there about my own personal challenges than I could ever learn here. Um, because, you know, they are dealing with life. They're dealing with a family. They're dealing with a career, yet having a, a life-changing affliction, which is frowned upon uh, over over in India often. Not always, but often. And there is still this issue which um, I was part of a charity that was trying to deal with that, where some diseases are seen as a curse from God. Uh, you know, and, and we've got to... It's really important for us to understand that, um, you know, being deaf, having a, having to wear glasses, having to wear a hearing aid, is, is in the grand scheme of things, is, is a trifle. It's, it's nothing. Stay with me for more from my um, business shape today, Richard Robinson, and his fantastic perspective on what is what matters uh, to each one of us. Final chat with him is coming up, and we'll be playing a track from Madeline Peru. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. Named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. <laughs> Madeline Peru with Don't Wait Too Long. Just for a few more minutes, Richard Robinson's my business shaper today, CEO of Help Musicians UK. And as you've been hearing earlier, had his own personal, um, has had his own personal, continues to have his own personal challenge. But as he brilliantly put it into perspective, it is it is small in the scheme of the things that he is addressing and has, has, done addressed, has addressed historically. Going forward, Richard, um, your own aspirations for the organisation for Help Musicians UK. Just give me the top two. Where in five years, if we had this chat again, where would Help Musicians be? It's odd you should say that because the charity has just um, published its Agenda 2021 strategy, which, which takes us through to our 100 years. We were launched in 1921 by Edward Elgar. And so it's roots firmly in classical music. And I think that's one of the challenges. You know, we've been trying to diversify who we support to be more proactive. And until recently, it was very much reactive giving. It was it was waiting for applications to, 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 to come through the letterbox. We, we have to be far more reactive and, and look for opportunities to support people in the industry. And, and actually, that's been a huge thing for us because until April 2016, we did just support professional musicians. But now it's everyone in the industry whether you're a sound technician, you know, whether you're a roadie, uh, agent, A&R, we'll, we support the entire industry now. And, f- and for us, that's an almighty change. And that brings with it other challenges. So 
The other big thing that, that, that I'd like to see change over the next five years is for us to be truly representative across the whole of the UK and perhaps beyond. Uh, we've certainly up the stakes in having an office and, and having help musicians in Northern Ireland in Belfast. We are working on Help Musicians Scotland, which launches in February next year, February 2018. Um, and then we're working on Wales, perhaps working in the Republic of Ireland again, which we haven't done for a long time. And we're even having talks with how we can partner with similar charities across the world in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, America. So for us, mm. it's a huge period of change. Um, and it's for a charity that's nearly 100 years old. That's uh, a, a big, big challenge. Uh, just before you, I go to the music and ask you what your song choice is, one, one last question. In parallel to those next four and a bit years, towards that five-year plan set in 2016, what will really matter to you personally? I get that those are your, those are your corporate objectives, as it were, but what do you think is f- your focus as the leader of this organisation? Well, I'll break that down into two really quick points. Number one is I'd love to be able to go to Belfast and to Glasgow and to Cardiff and hear the same take on the charity and understanding exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it and understand how impactful that is for the whole industry. But per- and, and personally, what, what would I want? I guess I'd like to be challenged more. You know, I, I want more challenge. I want I want to see the organisation take more risks because if you take mental health in the music industry, for example, it's a huge, huge problem. And if we can get this right, if help musicians can develop this mental health service over the next three or four months, you know, I can see that, that we will be doing what Edward Elgar wanted us to do in 1921, which is to raise money for everybody involved in the in music. And that's that, I think, is a good way to, to, to celebrate 100 years of a charity. Rich, it's been a real pleasure talking to you and good luck with the ambitions both for you personally and, and, and I'm sure you would say more importantly for the organisation Help Musicians UK. Thank I'm you. sure you will get there. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Um, the charity has a, a fantastic ambassador in jazz, uh, which is Sueto Kinch. And um, his song, Centricity, is, is uh, uh, one of those songs that's full of energy and he was awarded a Peter Whittingham Award for, for Jazz in 2003 and you know we're, we're hugely proud of him and so to see you know uh, Soweto Kinch one of our own such a star now is amazing so we couldn't choose anyone else One of Jazz FM's favourites as well here he is just for you Soweto Kinch with Centricity That was Centricity from Soweto Kinch, the song choice of my business shaper today, Richard Robinson, a man who understood the importance of taking risks, a man who understood how to fundraise by connecting what they were fundraising for with tangible change, as he called it. He talked about his leadership style as being like in the newsroom and bossing it just that way. And finally, someone with his own personal challenge, but able to put that into the perspective, a bigger perspective of what he was trying to do for other people, what he's been trying to fight for for other people. Really, really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am sharp for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meantime, though, coming up next at 10 o'clock, it's the one and only Mr Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.